This is Cyber Defense Radio with your host and cybersecurity expert, Gary Malefsky. Gary brings to you another globally recognized cybersecurity executive in the hot seat today. Sitting in my hot seat today is a very busy guy, a very special guest. Fred Brett Monet is the CISO of Clarify Health. You can find them at C-L-A-R-I-F-Y health.com. And they are a market leader in analytics for improving the journey of patients in healthcare. Fred, welcome to the hot seat. Thank you, Gary. I'm excited. Well, you, you've got an amazing journey yourself and, and your job uh, for years in cybersecurity. And as you say, there's so much new and different as we go through transformation into the cloud and the work from home dilemma. But one area that I think has bothered you that you want to share some ideas and thoughts, which it, it's bothered me too, is you know, computer science department over here, cybersecurity training over there, app security accountability. Can you tell us what that means and what your thoughts are on that subject matter? So first, I'll start by prefacing all that by stating that I come from the software development industry. That was my first job out of college. So I've been always very closely tied to application development and through my career now, application security. And after having observed it for the last 20 years, I'm saddened by the fact that we still have very vulnerable software produced out there. It's like a an English teacher reading essays from students that clearly don't understand how to build correct sentences. It's at that point. And the, the, my conclusion after all of these years is that the security industry is doing a great job at trying to put uh, compensating controls, um, i.e., the web application firewalls, or uh, all of those post, post-production post vulnerabilities. Yes, is a good way of describing it. Um, but the reality is we need to address the root cause. And we're trying to. Education of software developers, uh, automated source code analysis. But those tools are far from perfect. If only we could have software developers that were not only measured in the quality of their code, i.e. how well do they implement new business functionality, how quickly can they deliver them or turn them around, Mm -hmm. but also measure them in how secure is their code. You know, you have bonuses for productivity. Why would you not have bonuses for security quality? And in my experience, having taught OWASP top 10 forever, it's something that is still way too foreign to the average developer, particularly the developer coming out of college. If only we could have that class in uh, the standard software development curriculum, it would be a great improvement. And actually to that point, I volunteer at Merritt College and I teach application security development and OWAS top 10. This is my way of giving back to the industry. And I encourage everybody to do that because those kids, and I only say kids because I'm at the latter part of my career, need need help and direction in understanding that new dimension to their job. You, you know what's interesting? The, um, the MITRE CVE program came out before the CWE. It's almost like, as you say, the cybersecurity industry is reactive. MITRE is brilliant at coming up with standards. Common vulnerabilities and exposures, I found a whole 
in some, you know, let's say it's a, a Windows and we need a patch and Microsoft comes out with a patch and we all agree to the standard and we agree that their patch fixes that hole, another hole opens up, there's a new patch, et cetera, and patch and pray for years to get one step ahead of the, the breach, the bad guys, the cyber criminals, you know, we've got to close our open doors and windows, but those open doors and windows are in a house without a solid foundation. If we dig deeper into the common uh, weaknesses uh, being enumerated in the source code. Exactly. Uh, and, and between you and I and the rest of the world, um, there's a reason we are perceived as getting in the way of things. Because the reality is we get in the way of things and it is wrong. We should not be coming in after everybody is done and telling them, sorry, you can't do that. Try again. No, we need to be there in lockstep with the development team as they figure it out to help them get to where they want to get. And talking about a, a physical house, we've had the same problem in the construction industry. And we still have it in some parts of the world where buildings are built and tend to collapse. Guess what? In the US, we figured that out a long time ago. We have code that describes how you're supposed to build your building. And we have enforcement, which is permits. And that way, we make sure that one, the developer understands what the requirements are, not just the business requirement, but the safety requirements, the earthquake proofing requirements, if relevant, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then we have an enforcement arm that comes in and make sure that they didn't miss anything or ignored anything. That, that would be nice. So kind of uh, the UL or the construction codes where when they're building a house or they're, you know, they're even wiring up, uh, they, they check in advance to make sure dig safe, they're not hitting any existing wires. They do all these things to ensure safety and security and compliance. And we try to do the same in cybersecurity, but we don't do it at the code level that much yet. And that's the root analysis. If the code is weak, vulnerable, and exploitable, or accidentally has a backdoor or misconfiguration, or oops, a hard-coded password or a buffer overflow, you're toast. Exactly. And, and don't get me wrong. Languages have evolved, and the developers of the languages and the platforms are providing more and more support and frameworks to help the developer. You know, who has a buffer overflow in any of the modern languages these days? No, it's, it's, it's a legacy problem. But the reality is, as we eliminate those syntactical errors, as in buffer overflows, we do not address the business logic errors, as in, I forgot to authenticate the user, or this whole password reset process is flawed by design, um, will never be addressed by language protections but only by awareness of the design team and the development team. So SecOps and DevOps, and put it all together, get the developers understanding security 101. Uh, there's a few companies out there that, you know, Vericode's been out for a while auditing source code and uh, White Hat Sec is a plugin, I think, for the IDE where they'll help you fix these flaws in your code. Uh, but there aren't many, you know, there's some RASP, the RAP, wrap your application with more security. Just like you said, you know, web app firewall is almost like a wrapper for a vulnerable app if it's if it's if it can handle the the exploiter. 
But um, we, what you're saying is we still need to do more. We need to get to the root cause of the whole problem. And that is train our developers to write more secure code and make it measurable, uh, you know, and um, include performance bonuses for great performing code that's not exploited. Or, or, or measure the quality of the developer, not just in one dimension, but also in the security of the code they produce. Um, and it could be a generic measure, as in quality of code. It is, it is a concept that I know the software industry has played with ever since I've been a developer. Um, but there's not been a great push for a standardization uh, and, and a commonality of that measure. A lot of software developers are still not measured per the quality of their code. God, I still write spaghetti code uh, and nobody calls me on it. Uh, but then I'm not officially a developer. So do you think um, the CWE, the um, MITRE ATT&CK framework, is there a, a good standard that we should point people to to help kind of get app development done better? Uh, OWASP you've brought up, are there standards or things that you'd say, hey guys, uh, take a look at this. This should help point you in the right path. So from a web perspective, OWASP is the golden standard. Um, and what I like about OWASP, even though it doesn't go as fast as I would like, is its evolving nature. Uh, OWASP is really focused on what mistakes are currently seen out there, not on the, the the theory or, for example, buffer overflow, while a very sexy concept, is irrelevant today mostly because we don't we only use managed languages. Uh, so why waste everybody's time talking about the amazing concept of a buffer overflow? So I do like OWASP as the standard for training developers specifically in the in the web world. It does port to some extent to mobile, but I've realized through my career that you need to make things palpable to the audience in order for them to get it. And so the biggest issue I have with OWASP uh, is essentially its dryness, um, i.e. when I teach OWASP in a corporate world, I make sure I teach OWASP on our platform. Hmm. If I'm going to talk about a um, about an outdated dependency package that we depend on, I'll pick something out of our source code and look at the requirements.txt and show them, hey, see, there is exactly what this OWASP control is about. Um, I don't want, I, I cannot afford to make it the generic description of the vulnerability because that is not going to talk to the developer. They need to understand in practical terms what it means to their code. Fred Brett Monet, the CISO of Clarify Health, is there anything we haven't covered that you want to share with our viewers and listeners? Don't lose faith. It is easy to give up. And yes, our industry keeps reinventing itself and seems to address the same problems again and again uh, uh, through the evolution of technology. There is some truth to it. Um, but at the same time, there are things that we have addressed successfully in the past. Like, it might be a little bit early to call it, but buffer overflows are an example of something that we now know cannot happen 
in a brand new system. Uh, so we'll make a difference. We're having an increasing uh, uh, amount of support from the rest of the world as they become understanding and aware of what our value is. Um, so don't give up. Great advice. Fred, thanks for sitting in my hot seat. One of the things I learned from you today, other than not giving up and that there's an opportunity to flip the equation on our computers and get them working more for us than us for them, is that we really need to do root cause analyses on the things that we are developing, building, sourcing, uh, using in computing. And that's start with the source code, get it right the first time, measure twice, cut once. You've been listening to Cyber Defense Radio. Stay tuned next time for another amazing and informative episode. CyberDefenseRadio.com is proudly part of the Cyber Defense Media Group, where InfoSec knowledge is power. Cyber Defense TV and Cyber Defense Radio have launched 24 by 7 by 365 live streams. Visit them online today at cyberdefense.tv and cyberdefense.radio with your host and globally recognized cybersecurity expert and my good friend, Gary Milewski.